0: When we see that the first and most foundational book of the Bible can be trusted in all matters, including science, it builds confidence in the rest of the inspired word all the way to revelation. Today's episode features Dr. Jake Hebert, physicist and research associate with the Institute for
1: Creation Research. Here's Dr. Hebert. During this episode of Science, Scripture and Salvation, I thought I would tell you a little bit about my own personal creation journey. I was converted at a young age, I was seven years old at the time, and really kind of out of the blue, I just wondered how I could be sure that I was going to heaven, and that seemed like a very important thing to know. And so I asked my father about it, who had recently been converted, and he explained the gospel to me, and I became a Christian, a young believer at that time. That was the first step, obviously, in my uh, spiritual journey. And it was obvious to me that the Lord was working in my life at that young age because, as I said, this was just out of the blue. One day, all of a sudden, I just started wondering how I could know the answer to that question. I started to grow spiritually and also physically and intellectually. I had a fifth grade teacher who did a lot to fuel my interest in science. I've had many good teachers over the years, great teachers, in fact. But this particular teacher, she did a lot to encourage my interest in science. She even got me a really nice packet of materials from NASA that had all these beautiful glossy photographs of objects in space and posters and things like that, and that was really neat. And so this helped to sort of fuel my interest in science. I was particularly interested in astronomy and space exploration and thought about possibly being an astronaut at one point, although I quickly realized I did not have the stomach for it, literally, because I get sick on amusement park rides. So that was pretty much out of the question. And I thought, well, maybe I could be an astronomer. And my parents got me a telescope, but the only object I could find in the sky with it was the moon. <laughs> it was This was back in the old days when you didn't have the fancy motorized equipment on most telescopes. So I was a little bit inept with trying to find objects in the sky. But it was nice. And, and so I continued to enjoy this field. Around the time I got to middle school, I started having intellectual doubts about Christianity not even so much about creation versus evolution per se, but just more general apologetics doubts. How do I know that the things that I've been taught are true? How do I know that I haven't been led astray? And of course, the uh, creation evolution issue was sort of in the background as well. But we had a close family friend who loaned me one of her books called Scientific Creationism, which was written by the founder of the Institute for Creation Research, Dr. Henry Morris. And that book really had a profound influence on me. It ignited my lifelong interest in this subject. And from what I've heard, that book has had a lot of influence on a lot of other people, including some of my ICR coworkers. I was in middle school at the time, so I wouldn't try to pretend that I understood everything in the book But there was a lot in there that was just really good material. And one thing that really struck me was that the secular story they were telling about how fossils form really didn't make any sense. You know, you read the textbooks and you get the idea that this animal dies and slowly over time, dust or something starts to cover it up maybe. But, you know, the problem with that is that in order for something to fossilize, it's got to be buried quickly. And that made so much sense at the time. And I thought to myself, well, why didn't I think of that? I mean, that's so obvious. The story they're telling us about how fossils form slowly over millions of years, it just doesn't make any sense. And so this began to fuel an interest in this subject. I began asking my parents for creation resource material for my birthday and for Christmas gifts. And I remember that we took a big family vacation one year when I was in the seventh grade. Uh, It was a long trip. And I remember taking some books with me to read, including Dr. Morris's The Genesis Flood and the book In Search of Noah's Ark. Some of you who've been around for a while may remember that movie that was on TV, and they had a book that went along with it. And so I had that book, and I was just gobbling all this information up. And so I was just very, very interested in this. And like I said, I continued to learn more about this subject And by the time I got to high school, I was sort of leaning towards science, although I felt like chemistry probably was not what I was interested in. I was, frankly, a little bit intimidated uh, (laughs) by the chemistry lab. Uh, I did well. I did well in chemistry class, but I was a little bit intimidated because I was afraid I was going to blow myself up or something. So I tended to lean a little bit more toward physics. And my junior year in high school, our local university, Lamar University, had a physics open house. And I had to attend that as an assignment, uh, and it's sort of an extracurricular science assignment for one of my classes. And they were doing all kind of neat physics demonstrations and doing all this neat stuff. And it really thought was fascinating, very interesting. And that's about the time that I began to decide that I wanted to major in physics. And so we'll talk a little bit more about this in the upcoming segment. Now it's time for a short break. We'll
0: hear more from Dr. Hebert in a moment. Dinosaurs are fascinating creatures. Seeing their fossils inspires a sense of awe and wonder that sparks the imagination. We're learning more about them all the time, but many questions still remain. Are dinosaurs really millions of years old? Did they live at the same time as humans? How do they fit with the Bible? And why are they extinct today? The Institute for Creation Research addresses these questions and more in their full-color and easy-to-read book, Guide to Dinosaurs. Guide to Dinosaurs delves into the history of dinosaurs, fossil discoveries, dinosaur kinds, and what the Bible has to say about these mysterious creatures. It serves as a helpful resource for parents and kids alike. Order your copy of Guide to Dinosaurs from the Institute for Creation Research by calling 800 628 7640 or visiting icr.org. That's 800 628 7640 or visiting icr.org. Welcome back to Science, Scripture, and Salvation. Here's Dr. Hebert.
1: I've been describing my own personal creation journey in this episode. And as I said earlier, about my junior year in high school, I had begun to sort of lean toward physics as a course of study. And so I attended our university near where I grew up, Lamar University, and I got my BS in physics, did very well. And then I went to graduate school at Texas A&M, and I was having some health problems at the time, and also it was a kind of a big jump coming from a smaller school to a big school. And so I frankly struggled at the time. I would originally wanted to get my Ph.D., but I really ended up just kind of having to settle for my master's degree. At the time, I really, really, really wanted a PhD very, very badly. In fact, it was kind of an idol, I think. I wanted it maybe a little too badly. And it seemed like the Lord was closing that door And uh, of course, you know, what do you do when the Lord closes a door, right? Well, you try to kick it open, right? (laughs) No, no, not really. That's not a good idea. But that's what I actually tried to do. I was even prepared to switch majors and completely start over in a different field and try to get a PhD that way, which was really kind of insane when you think about it. Uh, But that didn't work out. And so I got my master's degree. I taught both the high school and college level with varying degrees of success But all the time, I was kind of scheming to go back to graduate school. And finally, at one point, I just sort of got the sense that perhaps the Lord was not pleased, that maybe this was a little too important to me. And so I sort of said, well, Lord, uh, if you don't want me to have a Ph.D., okay, okay. I can accept that. And what was interesting is once I sort of relented on that issue, then the door started to open. People started suggesting that I should go back, which was kind of interesting. Uh, So anyway, I ended up going back In, in 2007. I enrolled at the University of Texas at Dallas in the physics program and did very well there. I started working with a professor who was doing some very cutting edge research related to a possible influence of cosmic rays on weather and climate. And people have been speculating about this for hundreds of years. But I really think that my professor has really figured some stuff out on this. He's really done some good work on this. And I think I was able to help him perhaps push the football, move it a few more yards down the field, so to speak. And so I think in retrospect, uh, the work that I did at the University of Texas at Dallas had much more potential to be helpful to the church than anything I could have done at Texas A&M. The stuff at Texas A&M was not really related to origins research all that much, and this wasn't either, but because it was climate weather related, it sort of allowed me to get my feet wet and start in sort of preparing the way for some of the work I'm doing right now here at the Institute for Creation Research. And so I would just like to say that working at the Institute for Creation Research is really a dream come true for me. I'm very grateful that the Lord has given me this opportunity to work here. I have been wanting to do this kind of work for many, many, many years, but it seems like it's taken me longer to get here than I would have liked. But I finally made it, and I'm just so excited and thrilled to be here and to be doing this work. There's lots of things I would like to say to the Christians out there who may be listening to this, and even perhaps people who are not Christians. It grieves me that secularism and atheism, I think, have taken much of the joy out of science, Uh, and not just science, but pretty much any branch of learning. For instance, in astronomy class, you see all these beautiful photos of the heavenly bodies, these galaxies, and these beautiful objects that God has created And yet you are strictly forbidden from giving any honor to the person who who created those things. And as one of our ICR colleagues, Dr. Randy Galusa, has said, really, if science is done right, it should inspire in you a desire to worship God. But because of this very stringent secular attitude that is enforced so rigidly and our institutions of higher learning, you can't even talk about these things. No matter how obvious it is that something was designed, you just, you just can't even talk about it. And I think also history. I think if you look at history, think about how much more exciting history class would have been in high school or college had you been told about all these fascinating confirmations of the biblical history, things you're just not told about in secular school our hope here at ICR that uh, the work we're doing will be an encouragement to people. And finally, I would just like to say to young people, please don't accept less than God's best for your life. Usually that's going to require a lot of work. And if you have an interest in science, I would strongly encourage you to pursue it because we don't know how much longer this door will remain open. And so we need to redeem the time for, as Scripture says, the days are evil.
0: Thank you for joining us on Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a radio ministry of the Institute for Creation Research. That's all the time we have for our program today, but we would love to connect with you through our website at icr.org. For over 45 years, ICR has equipped believers with evidence of the Bible's accuracy and authority by showing how science supports the Genesis creation account. Our scientists research the evidence for creation and communicate their findings through books, articles, DVD series, and conferences. Please visit our website at icr.org for more information about the latest scientific discoveries, to subscribe to our free magazine and devotional, and to locate our next creation conference at a venue near you. All of this and more at icr.org. If you've enjoyed this podcast, subscribe to Science, Scripture, and Salvation on iTunes. Also, do us a favor and rate and review the show so that more listeners can find us. Thanks for listening and God bless.